We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC and Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and please welcome this week's gang. It's Beck Melrose, Tommy Dean and Jane Kitzer. Welcome to you. With the music, it is the fabulous Amanda Brown. But first, let's check that you're up with this week's news. Oh, no. What went off the rails? What went off the rails? And it's still... On tonight, this afternoon's oh, evidence still going, still off, the going off the rails. <laughs> Look, what we're talking about here yes. is uh, the uh, communication breakdown, uh, as foretold in Cool Hand Luke. Oh. Um, what they appeared to have there was a failure to communicate between trains. Between, I don't know who they're talking to, <laughs> but I think uh, when the trains went down, uh, what we really saw here. Uh, some would argue that we are seeing a bureaucracy in a mess. Some would argue that we are seeing a public service in upheaval. Uh, a, would, a fat controller that's not doing his not job. Not doing his job. I, I would argue, I would argue um, tangentially, what we saw here was how thin the line between civilization and anarchy yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think people lost their mind a little bit too soon. You know, I just did, did you think... hear people on the radio? Here, here on, on this on this show when it was all happening, people were saying, "Quick, quick! You got to do something about Broadway because there are people trying to physically get on the road to stop the buses because they're all full and they're just going past it. They're trying the, to kind of oh stop them. the buses. It's yeah. like, oh my god, they're gosh, standing it's basically like a foreign country. in the middle of George Street trying <laughs> to stop buses. That's not how we behave. No, I don't believe that. How, and the suddenly people are you three hundred dollars for an Uber and people just I'll give you my firstborn son. Just get me to Ashfield. <laughs> you could walk. It's not that I far. I know that's really, what was crazy was, about. Did you see the temperatures that day? Oh, it was too hot. It was hot. They're stuck in a tunnel. And you know what made me sad. What made me sad is that for all the complaints, I didn't see what we should have seen in Sydney was like that scene in Dunkirk. Hmm. That's what we should have seen. Hmm. Everybody's sitting at home by their radios. What? What? Let's get a car out there. Every car in Sydney (laughs) should have drove out in their little dinghies. I don't know who you are. Get in, son. That should have been billy carts. Get in. We'll take you home. The Dunkirk thing is billy carts, right? Every billy (laughs) cart, every every nine-year-old with a billy cart and little grazed knees. A razor scooter. <laughs> but you know that would guarantee they'd never get home because it'd be just gridlock there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not like the wide open. No, but scenes. people are weird like that. If if you're on transport, even if it's not moving, you're part. You, at least you've done the you've first done it. step. You're thinking, well, here yeah. we're on the way. I, That's how all of Indonesia works. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit on that tuk tuk. <laughs> And then, so that was Indonesia expert Tommy Dean. Yeah, that's how Indonesia way. works. Oh, I see. Have yeah. you ever been there? Yeah. You can do one thing yeah. a day. You know what I'm going to do today? Get some toothpaste. See you tonight. <laughs> have, have you been there? <laughs> you surprised me. <laughs> you know, the, I, I think the reason we had the whole railway stuff up is that there's an election on. Right? Because yeah. well, you, you, reckon, know. you reckon Chris Minns is out there with a with a <laughs> pair of. 
<laughs> I don't know who it is. I'm not laying blame. You know, we heard it could be the Russians. But every time there's a railway stuff up uh, during an election is as traditional as a beer strike used to be during Christmas. So it's if you see like, Chris Mins and he's got a pair of wire cutters, cutters yeah, yeah, tell you him know to it. stop. Know stop. <laughs> this is not a cyber attack. Oh, that was the... The best big ex- thing yeah. is the minister, David Elliott, when first asked about it, said, oh, I've got suspicions it could be a foreign actor doing a cyber... <laughs> foreign actor oh. doing Hamlet on the railways. <laughs> and it, tu- it turned out, no, we stuffed it up all on our own. We yeah. didn't need Beijing. That made me so patriotic, that did. It's like, no, we've got our own homegrown heroes who'll ruin an infrastructure network. Don't worry about that. President, yeah. President Xi can put his feet up. Yeah. Relax. You can imagine Putin saying to his hack, as well as it working, they go, well, we're not quite sure. Could, could be working, could be a cow on the tracks. Could be anything. <laughs> it's one could or the be other. <laughs> I know I love cyber attacks by f- because, like, we can use them. I've been, you know, I was a Medibank person and an Optus person. So wow. out there I'm just waiting for either one day me not to exist and I can't prove who I am or someone to trash my credit rating. Maybe it was, you, maybe it was you applying your Opal card to the reader that made, brought down the whole system. Brought down the whole network. <laughs> and you know all they had to do to fix it, apparently, was reboot the system. So Reboot it. High tech. Right up very high tech. Turn, turn it off <laughs> and turn it on again. Turn it off and turn it on again. Doesn't that make you nervous that your way to work, the way that it's been fixed, is turn it off, turn it on again? No, it makes me feel good. It's nice to know things work. <laughs> That's a simple solution. The other mistake I think the trains have made is that, you know, with gridlock, gridlock is quite often a problem in Sydney at rush hour. But, you know, the, the smart people know uh, the rat runs, for lack of a better term. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know your little side streets, you know your pullouts. You get off Parramatta Road. And you use some neighbourhood streets to your advantage, and you can save some time. Are you the person who's ruined the amenity of suburban streets? No, I'm saying trains should do the same thing. Oh, I'm saying, saying we need more train tracks <laughs> going in a variety oh, of directions. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let them make some cutouts, get some more trains out there, do some some. So the, 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 stuff. You know, there's a terrible blockage at Reesby today because the wires come down. Yeah, you just yeah, say, just, take a right. Take a right. Go around. <laughs> A wire so simple. Yeah. Down. Is that how it works in Indonesia? Well, GPS does it all the time. You say, well, you could go the this way. It'll take you an hour and seven minutes. Or you could go an extra 30 kilometers. Yeah. It'll only take you 57 minutes. Can you imagine how much track work there'd be if they added extra tracks? Do you want jobs in this economy? <laughs> <laughs> Get Do you understand what the world needs? <laughs> I'd just love to be sitting on a train and have the announcement finally be, this train will stop at... Absolutely nothing to get you to work on time. Mm. Just once. Yes. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Just between stations, as usual. Uh, now, who is subscribing? <sighs> who oh. is subscribing to a new defence plan? Oh, oh, oh. Mm. Clever. Yeah. This is, of course, about the submarines. I think so. Apparently, which is a. Deep overreaction to not being able to catch a train. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go buy nuclear submarine. Okay, let's just build like, you know. Let's spend 170 billion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a tube, I guess. Um, I don't know why I said that. It didn't even work. No, 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 you're right. If if instead of having the ferries on the Parramatta River, they're going to hit the bridges. We had submarines that never hit the bridges. Yeah, they hit the tunnel. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
So apparently we're going to buy nuclear subs from America and some other nuclear subs from Britain, except that British subs are still at the rough sketch on a beer mat stage. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, just like those invisible French submarines that um, we're not buying either. And the British subs will be built in Australia, which is like giving China around about a 30-year head start. <laughs> I don't know why we just don't build them in China like everything else. Well, they're being else. built in Adelaide, a place where the Defence Minister of some years ago, David Johnson, was that his name, said you couldn't build a canoe. Oh, that is <laughs> He not, wouldn't not trust them to build sign. a canoe. Oh, ouch. Well, exactly. I mean, really, are we going to start building nuclear subs? Like, I mean, it's good to keep our allies thinking Australia will totally pitch in and contribute. But if this was a moon landing, America would supply the rockets, Britain would supply the spacesuits, and we'd supply from Adelaide the Ugg boots. (laughs) We're just not going to be... I don't know how they're ever going to do it. It seems like this sort of... Well, I suppose a canoe, at least you want it to float. A submarine doesn't mean need to, does it? Maybe that's the game. You think that's the game? They're playing, like, deep-level subdiffuge. Like we're sub- subterfuge. Sub- yeah. They're going to pretend that we're building a submarine. They're going to be distracted, and we're actually doing two-man nuclear canoes. <laughs> <laughs> Much more stealthy. Yeah. And the guy said they couldn't, but that was just a ruse. It's all ruse. Yeah. Make them seem like we have no trust, but secretly we're like, these guys are the best. Uh, Nobody makes not- a nuclear canoe like South Australia. Yeah, no claustrophobia in a nuclear canoe. Because <laughs> no, you're on top. Yeah. What, which, What's the which, launch tube? The would, paddle. Gee, which, which particular creek do you think we might be up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very canoe. good point. Uh, we have Beck Melrose, Tommy Dean and Gene Kitson. Uh, who is tuckered out when it comes to Trump? Who is tuckered out when it comes to Trump? I get across this because this is... The most me question we've had okay. in a long time. Yeah, I want to hear your explanation. Well, no, I'm just saying to you, know, because I, I, there's, he's one of the most despicable creatures I think in the history of public broadcasting, and that is Tucker Carlson, uh, sort of a, uh, I don't know what you call him. He worked for Fox News. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call. He's him. an anchor. He's an anchor. Is that what they call him? He's a fox jock. He's a fox jock. That's a guy. That's a nice term. Uh, he is a petulant, elitist, right-wing, charging shock jock of the stupidest, most smarmiest <laughs> kind. There is rarely, and in my non-violent approach to the world, rarely someone that I would punch in the face regularly. <laughs> regularly. Like, if I saw him and punched him in the face, I wouldn't think, I got that out of my system. I'd think, we're just getting heated up. <laughs> he is just one of the most deeply despicable people in the history of broadcasting. Okay, and he's always and out of hypocrite. Right? Always a hypocrite. And, and I mean, every, I mean, it's just so stupid. It's not a surprise. You know, you know that he's one of those classic shock jocks that only wants the money. So what it is, is for all the years of Trump, he's pushed the right-wing agenda. He's pressed the... He, you know, he prosecuted the idea of the stolen election. He was Trump in all things. And now there's a big lawsuit against the, that, the Dominion mm-hmm. voting machines. Yeah, yeah. And, and they had to put all this news and I mean, all this evidence into the public record and they have all of their private emails, emails in and which, text in messages which he says, in which he states, I hate this man. <laughs> I hate yeah. Donald Trump. Passionately. Passionately. Yeah. So he's been pretending, he's pretending to like him and telling all the viewers he likes him because he thinks the viewers like Trump. So therefore he yeah. should pretend to like it's Trump. all the bottom line. Trying to get other anchors fired because they spoke the truth. They're ruining the stock price. They're ruining the stock price. But he's also released this film now of uh, the January 6th things, which he says they weren't violent protesters, they were just doing sightseeing. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, there's I mean, a lot of sightseeing on it. There is. There's policemen nicely showing calm. So, I mean, there is some. Yeah, but that's because it's edited. It's edited, right? That yeah, well, the other one was edited, edited too. Yeah, I mean, let's be fair edited, but that's about what I mean. It's just, it's, but, and even in the, like, even right there, it's in the record. Rupert Murdoch himself came out and said, "Yeah, you know, yeah, we were lying." <laughs> <laughs> he just said it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We were lying. And then he came out the next day. Can you believe the media lies to you? Not us. <laughs> liar. You no, but he told the truth about the lying. <laughs> Such a liar. I'm here to defend Rupert oh, Murdoch. He told man. the truth. About the fact that he lied. <laughs> you got to give it to him. I, I, I don't know, Tony. I, I kind of felt sorry for Tucker Carlson. You know, mm. there is a bit of sympathy because I think we've all done wild things to fit in in our time. And this is a classic case of yeah. pressure, <laughs> no. you know. Like, he's, like the te- he's like the 10-year-old boy tr- pretending he likes rugby league. Absolutely. Pretend you like rugby league, have a smoke on a cigarette. I mean, not that I know that boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, some of us might have even backed a violent insurrection at the Capitol. You know, like just these things escalate. And I, I feel sorry for him, you know. Yeah. He's just trying to fit in, isn't yeah. he? One thing, you're, you're just sort of feeling, trying to build up your ratings and the next yeah. minute there's yeah. a, a, a front to democracy. Oh, and by the accounts of what I've heard today, it was just a self-guided tour gone wrong, wasn't it? <laughs> Not that bad. Not that bad. Look, he might just be a straightforward Republican like Dave Barry said, who liked Trump before he got elected, and then everyone went, oops, what? oops. Oh, I mean, But he yeah. did keep it going for the term of the presidency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a little bit... Most people went quiet. It, it took but him, he didn't go It took quiet. him a while to change his mind. Yeah. Uh, Beck Melrose, Tommy Dean and Jean Kitson are with us here on ABC Radio Sydney. And Jean is test running her new live show at the Harold Park Hotel. It's next Tuesday at 7.30. Uh, my wife t- saw me typing this out and has booked tickets already. So you has better, she? You better oh, be good. I better start she's, writing something. She's, she said, Jean's on. Let's oh, go. It's only a trial. So you better start writing something, did you say? Yes. For yeah. the show on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm that, being that busy. That we've already bought tickets for. Yeah, now you're coming. I'm going to try even harder. <laughs> I'm sort of like horrified yeah. you're coming, Richard. So you got Saturday, Sunday and Monday. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, be fine. it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm more concerned that Tommy just told me there's not a stage there. So you'll if someone throws something, I'll be an easy oh, time. We, we won't throw anything. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, for Hunter's advice, go on Sunday. <laughs> that would be, be my advice. What's on Sunday? Well, first, Sunday, as we just heard in the weather report, rain everywhere, God's angry. Yeah. Uh, but do you know what's on at the Herald Park on Sunday? Well, yeah, Jean. No, no on, on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. No, you said Sunday, Monday. No, tu- no that Sunday, that's when she's writing it. That's oh, when I I'm going to get something. Doing three nights. No, no, no. no, no. She's doing tu- oh, Tuesday. Three nights. Oh, I thought you were doing three nights, and I was just the, the joke just was going to be starting. you always go to the middle night in three nights. Oh, um, right. That's no. what I was going to get at. Because if it's one night, don't Herald go Park, at Just so we're clear, though, the Harrow Park is quite a delightful bistro. Go there on Sunday anyway. <laughs> go on <laughs> Tuesday and Sunday. No, go there on Sunday and eat. Get the lay of the land. <laughs> see how you feel. And Parking t- can be a little tricky. Sort out where to park. And then come and back on Tuesday. Safe in the knowledge. You can store your car and have a lovely evening. Well, you can eat on Tuesday as well. And Tim Ferguson do is not going eat. to no, do that is a his... mistake. Do not eat on show night because you will laugh so hard. Oh. It just seizes up. Wow. Yeah, well. No that's good. On, Stay light. That's have on the, the salad. Po- that's on the that, poster, right? I'm not going to eat. That's on the poster. <laughs> Tommy Dean says, that's have the, the salad. Yeah. <laughs> so come and see Tim. 
Come and see Tim and Jean on Tuesday at the Harold Park Hotel if you're in Sydney. Thank you. A woman called Mary Jane Copps is giving young people in the UK lessons on how to use a phone. This is true. Including how to answer a call, how to communicate verbally and how to politely bring a call to an end. She says younger people rely so much on texting that using a phone for actual talking makes them now feel very anxious. So lots of companies are employing her to teach their staff how to use the phone. Uh, can you help by giving your own lesson on how to use a telephone? Uh, Jean, you and I were brought up with the telephone. We telephone know, don't we? Telephone is yes. everything. You know, that's active talking and active listening, as lots of people like mm-hmm. to talk about active listening. So the telephone's really important. And what, when we were growing up, you know, like you'd take the telephone away somewhere really private and you'd lie on the floor and you'd chat to your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. But if it rang, you had to answer it uh, with oh, Kits- Kitson Residence. Kitson Residence. <laughs> I know. Jean Kitson yeah, speaking. You could be standing in a tent That's down the true. coast and you'd still say, Glover Residence. <laughs> Glover Residence. <laughs> exactly. I know, that was hilarious. You had to do it really formally. Residence. Yeah, the residence. Kitson Residence. Jean Kitson speaking. How may I help you? And sometimes you gave the number too. This yeah. is four eight five seven three nine. That's if, yeah, yeah. I, Who's speaking? May I help? <laughs> Richard speaking. May I help you? May I help you? <laughs> to whom shall I direct the call? Did that wow. build out of, you know, my grandmother, we grew up on a party line system, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. whole country neighbourhood kind of on the same line. Right. If you yeah. picked up a phone... They had, could, they had them here, but not everywhere. You could, but that's yeah. why you announced who you were... Yeah. You know, Hello, yeah. you've called the Dean residence, may I? <laughs> Because then they might be, oh, you know? I was trying to get a hold of the Carltons. And you're like, oh, hold on a second. Put it back mm. down and try again, and Mary will probably pick it up. <laughs> we, we, we did talk about, about this once, years ago, and uh, a woman rang who was on a party line, and she said there was quite a creepy guy who used to listen into all their calls, because you could listen into each yeah. other's calls, and she the thing is he had asthma. So she'd be talking <laughs> yeah. to a boyfriend or something like that, and she'd hit... Oh, no. Wow. Oh. Well, what, what's hard for me at the moment with young people on phones is, number one, I have to say, ask them to say their name twice and then spell it. Could you speak up, please, and just say your name clearly? And could you spell that, please? Maybe hmm. that's just me. But the other thing is we, we, we used to treat the phone as this precious conduit between people, this wonderful way to communicate quite intimately. But my kids on the phone, they're always doing something else when they answer the phone. Mm. So you oh, might yeah. say, That's oh, hi, asking. darling, how are you? How's it going? Um, are you going to see Grandpa this morning? What the hell? What? <laughs> you idiot! And you're going, you're, your ears are ringing. <laughs> What do you think you're doing? And you're going, oh, my God. And she's talking to the car that's in front of her or something. You you can't park there. Will you just get out of my way? You know, what do you think you're doing? And then that all happens. Or when I ring my husband, he'll put the phone on speaker and then put it down near the cutlery drawer. And you know what the speakers are like on phones. They pick up this noise and he'll start rummaging around the cutlery, which sounds like a car is being dropped from outer space onto a factory full of bottles. Have you considered hiring the services of Mary Jane Copps of the UK? I need them. Mary, come here to my place. But you remember that business of lying on your bed or lying in the hallway? Yeah, yeah, and it was always really intimate, you know, and you concentrated, you focused and you closed your eyes depending Mm. on who you But did your parents do the thing my mum used to... You know, you'd have a certain amount of time. You didn't know how long it was, but she, in her mind, had set a clock. 
and then you're still just talking to your friends, but you'd taken the phone into the other room, but then suddenly, like a fish, you feel yourself being reeled in. She's just, <laughs> just pulling the cord. <laughs> like, whoa, uh, whoa. Oh. But some houses had a, an extension, right? And so the parent would then pick up the yeah. extension and oh, bark, yeah. either yeah, listen, listen in or bark into it. Yeah. End this call. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, the extension. Now, yeah. Beck, you're a younger person. Do you think you need phone lessons? Well, I think so. For starters, I really liked answering the phone with Melrose residents, but it's hard when you're renting. It feels a bit disingenuous. <laughs> so maybe one day. Why but- didn't you Why didn't you answer at Melrose Place? Oh, because yeah. no one gets that reference anymore, Tommy. I used I to have to use that everywhere what? to spell my name. So good. No one gets what? it. I know They've it's got devastating. Short it's devastating. Uh, I, I kind of understand where Mary's coming from, though, because I think it is an anxious thing now having a, a phone call. And we've got to remember that phones now, we have in our pockets software millions and millions of times more powerful than what put man on the moon. Mm-hmm. So when you make a phone call, you are interrupting someone using that power, usually to look at boobs on the internet. <laughs> yeah. So what you have to say better be important. <laughs> so you'd rather just send a text and an emoji. Absolutely. I mean, that gets it done, and then you can get straight back to every piece of information that's ever existed that's in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Including the boobs. It's true. It's very difficult, I think, with calls because we have kind of decided that there's a bit of, you know, we, we had, uh, when we first got mobile phones, we called everybody all the time because we couldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, oh, and people used to say, didn't they? They used to say, all right. they used to tell, I'm on the bus. It's a 365. You know, they make <laughs> yeah, a really yeah, big yeah, deal yeah, about big the deal. fact that they weren't in the house. It's so exciting. Because when we used to call people, it was like, it was like sort of like a friendship lottery. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know. You had to kind of gaggle it around dinner time, you know, maybe of an evening, not too late, but not too early. You also knew what shows were on TV. You know, it's the big night. It's, you know, Monday night comedy night. So you never call between 8 and 8.30. That's when Seinfeld's on. You know, uh-huh. that's just, you just don't do it. Um, but this one now, you can call it any time. And here's the advice I think most people recognize is true. Um, no one wants to talk to you. Just be aware of that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> No one. No one wants to talk to you. And on the rare exception where somebody might want to talk to you, they don't want to talk to you now. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. that's so true because I often make phone calls in the car when I'm driving to Gosford to see my parents. Mm-hmm. And so they know that I've got an hour to fill. Mm. They know I've got an hour and I'm just going to just keep talking until they, <laughs> you know, say, sorry, the, the house is on fire. Oh, that's probably insensitive. <laughs> sorry, the, you know, the, the cat's choking. And sorry, um, that's, that's insensitive, insensitive too. <laughs> sorry, something. I'm sorry. I lost my Mary. foot in the lawnmower. Um, I better sorry. go now. Insensitive. Yeah, insensitive. <laughs> well, my, I, I think the secret is, especially, I mean, friends, friendship is one thing. To call your friend is one thing. But, you know, there's a lot of still phone interplay between you and businesses and businesses have done what they yeah. can to make that ruinous Yes, uh, yes by yeah, putting just hours of wait time and ruthless music between you and them. So you're saying corporate Australia ruined the phone. Ruined it. Yeah. And, but then we also recognize that we don't want to talk to them that much. We just want to get to it. So I think we have to remove the niceties but still maintain a civil tone. So like as an example, in my work I quite often have to call pharmacies um, to deal with patients script mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. And um, my colleague and I argue all the time because she, uh, as a classic polite person, says, hi. Uh, How are is, you? This is me calling. How are you doing? Are you having a good day? Lo- lovely Who day, cares? isn't it? She's at work. Mm. And I'm like, hi, this is Tommy. I'm from the hospital. Uh, do you have that script? Yeah. Can we get into it? Good. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Boom. Wow. She knows I'm calling about a script. I know I'm calling about a script. I don't care how her day is going. 
Now, what if she rings back? You say, Dean Residence? <laughs> Can I help <laughs> you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to whom shall I direct your call? I always say Pizza I... Hut. I think it amuses people calling the hospital. How many pepperonis would you like on that? <laughs> I'm interested in who gets a script first, aren't you? Because yeah. I would say that was a little short. I would feel a little like you were ordering me. Yeah. The pharmacist is going to help the colleague before she no, helps I mean, yeah, I would say the one Usually, who said, how are of the time, you? I just need another email address. Hi, we want to send a script over there. Can I get your email address, please? Thank you so much. I'm like polite, but... Yeah, but, oh, that, that voice is that rude. That's good. a good voice. I'm sending the script with that voice. Yeah, he was, yeah, he, yeah, he was using his, his Tommy Dean voice. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. And, and occasionally when they do recognize it, I will stop and talk. Why, yes, the script is important to the patient as Richard Glover is to the ABC. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for asking. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Tommy Dean and Jane Kitson are with us. So thank God it's Friday. Now the wheel of death beckons. Thank you for the topics, which are swimming, bad apples, pulverised, cling wrap, humidity, circus, scallywag, pompous, twins, tantrums, scapegoat, and we're back to bad apples. Can I just, can I just yes. say right there, thank you. Thank you, listeners. It's about time you got back to fun words that are fun to play with. Mm-hmm. You think this is a good, good I selection? Think I yes. think it's a good one. Right. I think it is too. I think it's a pretty good one. If I fail at this, I'm going to make Beck Melrose <laughs> my bad apple scapegoat. Yeah, well. Let's see if he has to do that or whether he lives. And today's word is humidity. Humidity. Now, now see, now we're in a little bit of a dilemma because you wouldn't let me do the weather and now you want me to talk about the weather. Exactly. <laughs> It's a little hurtful. And I've humiliated you over the, the Humili- You know, You know, this goes back. You know how many not jobs I have at the ABC thanks to this show? Hmm. Like, I've applied for all of them. I said, I can do the financial report. No. No. They said no. And I said, why? And they said, because you thought ASX was a naughty word. <laughs> what? I just thought it was a cool way to spell it so you wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I that's what I lay with in my, my, my dummy tape. The ass is up. <laughs> up ass is up big. Oh what? Oh the ASX. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, uh humidity. Isn't it one of the great humidity is I think one of the more fascinating uh moments uh moments? Conditions. Conditions. The yeah. condition. Uh, the fact that water can exist sort of in between it's sort of you know, is it, I'm assuming humidity to gas. I mean, it's the water content it's of the, the air. It's the water content of the air. It's how much the yeah. water the, 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 is being held. Suspended in the suspended. air. Suspended. Yeah. So but is, is, it, is it a gas at this point? Is the water a gas? Well, it's H2O, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> this is why your application to be our science correspondent suddenly That was failed. terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. I said I know what potassium is. <laughs> it's in bananas. Oh. <laughs> That's true. It's just, oh, so, I'll give you the job. Oh, yeah. oh, you yeah, have the job as a dietitian. So good. But it's the worst. Like, water is just hateful. Like, we talk a lot about, you know, trying, you got to get the water content up to make Mars livable. And I just think it's hateful. <laughs> so, so hateful. You, you like it dry, do you? I like it dry. I really, I mean, not like stupid dry. Not like Arizona murder you dry. Like, I think, you know, there's a nice bow. I think, I don't know what the world, what's probably perfect humidity is what? 8%? 
Well, on a really terrible day, when when there's days in Sydney where every woman has barometer hair, right? Where it's the frizzy, frizz, frizz, frizz. frizz. And the, I think the uh, humidity on those days is eighty percent or. Something. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Up in the eighties, nineties, like ninety-eight percent. It's weird when they start talking about like ninety-five plus percent humidity. Well, you're falling in the river that's, then, yeah, and it's wet. not even raining yet. You're like, how is this possible? The world is drowning me with the breathing stuff. It's not fair. But eight percent. Like just enough to keep your skin supple. Mm. Okay. Or twelve percent. Mm. I'm not sure. I want I want just enough that I can breathe comfortably, but not have to constantly apply lotion. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like who wants to walk around all day putting lotion on? Because mm. it's like try one percent. Like yeah. Arizona is just constant state of is squeezy it? tubes. Everyone stinks of liniment. <laughs> the whole place is Isn't that funny? My, my, my image of Arizona is all these really tough guys with guns, but no, they've all got supple skin. Yeah, Are yeah. you kidding? And they're all putting pawpaw ointment yeah, on their lips. It's just a whole nation of, of moisturizers. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks that Arizona is a retirement community because everyone looks like they're 98 years old. And the reality is they're 30 to 35 is the average age, and they have exactly 2% water left in their body. <laughs> they're just shriveled raisins of people trying desperately to hang on. It's a terrible, terrible place. Uh, Sydney is, in fact, this is probably the time we were the closest. Sydney, Sydney's, I find its humidity a little bit threatening. Mm -hmm. A little bit threatening. Uh, what I find curious is, you know, on the hot and humid days in Sydney, oddly, people go to the beach. I still find this a curious choice uh, where it's not it's extremely hot and you're, you're already surrounded by, as science has pointed out, 95% water. So you're virtually in the Pacific already. Yeah, and they just, and they just well, I want to drive down there and fight for a park. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get more water. So I get more water on me. And the sand. That, that, that's the part I don't understand, is really the sand. But uh, the humidity. It, you said barometer. Is that what barometers do? The, the barometers. Is, that, is weather. But the. <laughs> <laughs> you're straining our. Uh, I took her weather yeah. class. Yeah. That's how See, I got good at this. We, right, we, we both applied right. for the science job, too. <laughs> the barometer is, is the weather. weather. I'd like to point you to this synoptic it's chart. It's not the thermometer. No, the barometer. The barometer the it, hydrometer. It, measures, it measures changes in pressure. Which is brought by humidity? <laughs> <laughs> Any that, of you are getting I'm, this I'm starting to feel <laughs> no. it. I feel a lot of pressure. Go back. You My call internal it. barometer so is ridiculous. starting to ratchet up. A <laughs> little bit of sweat breaking out. But it's it's. Uh, I do like what it does to hair. Yeah. I do like yeah. I do like human yeah. hair. Yeah. I do like that. And uh, and it does bring on a breeze. I think what Sydney's uh, greatest moment is. I do love when the southerly reversal southerly buster the southerly buster yeah. is one of the great delights. But even when a breeze picks up, so humidity plus breeze, I suppose that's Sydney's saving grace. Because you get that sort of, you know, sheen of water across your body, and then the, the breeze blows across it. You've eventually, I mean, you've essentially created air conditioning. Yeah. Here's to the southerly buster. Here's to the southerly and, buster. And, and uh, if you're listening to this from Naruma or... Yeah. Or uh, or Kiama or any of those places, you know, send it send it our way. Send it our way. And somebody somebody text in what perfect humidity is. I want to know what the number is. There's got to well, be a number. Not, what's the number? Okay, what is the number for perfect There's humidity? Be perfect humidity. Uh, is it uh, is it uh, eight or twelve? Yeah, I'm voting. I'm voting. Tommy suggested. Yeah, yeah, 12, you know what? Is that's right. Yeah, I'd think twenty or something. Twenty percent. Yeah, I think so too. Twenty five percent. But you've been to Indonesia. Why would you choose to go to a? I did not choose to go there. Oh. <laughs> I did not choose. I was in a car that took a wrong turn. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Does he die or does he live? He lives. Melrose, Tommy Dean and Gene Kitson uh, with us. Now, um, the young hipsters who live in Marrickville, 
are campaigning against McDonald's setting up an outlet in the area. They say it's at odds with the now groovy reputation of the suburb, which only recently featured in Time Out's list of the hippest suburbs in the world. Well, surely on TJF we can broker a compromise between the hipsters and McDonald's. How can McDonald's change its products and its ambience so that it can fit in to somewhere as hip as Marrickville? Beck Milrose. I think this is a great opportunity. I'm glad to hear about it. First of all, we don't have to do anything to the mascot. We can keep a clown mascot. <laughs> I think I'm the clown in Marrickville for uh, thinking I could ever afford to live there. So I'm happy to take that job, I think. But we could just make it like a brewery. You know, Marrickville's got plenty of craft breweries. They've got great ambience. I think so, we so as long as that. they have craft beer, you think it'll be fine? I don't think I have to have craft beer, but I want the kind of atmosphere that you could walk in and you're going to get a flight of soft drinks. You know, you can ask Ronald what's on tap. <laughs> the burgers are all sliders now. They're served deconstructed on wooden boards. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, wooden boards. Oh, great. The, the burgers, yeah. they'd, they'd, have, they'd be sourdough, though, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely. Gluten-free Gluten sourdough. Is that a thing? It, would, the drive -in, would the drive-in have a bike lane? Oh, there's no drive-in. We're not doing drive-in. We're absolutely on foot at this point in the in the Marrickville okay. McDonald's. I think. I think you could do bicycle through. Yeah, I think a, so. A bicycle through ordering, or, or Shanks Shanks pony through ordering. Yeah, you know, that'd be all right. <laughs> if any of the hipsters know what Shanks pony is? Probably not. No. Would you have to have a beard to go there at all? Everyone serving, men and women, would have to have beards <laughs> and the glasses. And, you know, you've got the brickwork, right, and you get rid of the plastic chairs and you put in, like, ethically sourced wooden crates to sit on. Oh, to sit on and yeah. all the food, the coffee has to be single origin, fair trade, drip, mm. yeah, yeah, cold yeah. drip. Cold drip. 20 yeah. bucks a cup. Yeah, that's you the know, name of the manager, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear my bank balance declining yeah, as we're talking. It's good, I isn't love it? It's good. How, how, how does McDonald's change, Tommy, to, to fit, fit suit the hipster crowd in Marrickville? Well, it's, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, you could you know, try to pander by doing many of the things that have already been offered up here. I absolutely agree. Uh, or it could just join in to get along. And, you know, if you really want to fit in in Marrickville, pork roll. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. If you want people to stand in line for 40 minutes at lunchtime. They love it. Pork roll. Yeah. There's a pork roll shop right next to a pork roll shop. Yeah. And they both have a queue. Yeah. Halfway down Addison Road. Halfway down. What? Yeah. And yeah. one is slightly better than the other. I can tell you that Hard from to know based on the queue. <laughs> the queue voting makes me think they're equal. I oh, think it's yeah. a trick. I think it's Pepsi and Coke coming together. Yeah, true, <laughs> To true. be the same product. Yeah, yeah. But uh, pork rolls, uh, I get coffee, and maybe clothes. I don't know if they know a little bit about Merrickville, but, you know, we're hip. Uh, we like it down there, but we tend to wrap it up around 11. Uh-huh. I, oh. I don't know where this 24-hour thing is coming from. Because it is. They want 24 hours. They want 24, they 24 hours. And I, don't, I don't think that we're a people that needs 24 hours. We have exactly one kebab shop that stays open that late. That's enough. Yeah. What, what are they going home for if they're going home at nine? Because, they, you know, they have homes. <laughs> they have to trim their beards and put no, they on they those shirts. Sure. Oh, actually, they need to bring out the start of the sourdough and get it going. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got to get they got to get their sleep because you got to get up early to get in line for a pork roll. <laughs> yeah, and then I got to rush home. I got to feed my starter. Oh, that sounds good. The pork roll. I could get on board. Oh, they're with good. I'm not yeah. saying it's open now. It's like the most. It's unbelievable. I go down every night driving home. It's like it can't be that good. Mm. It can't be that good that there's a queue there that long. And I, What's I, it called? It's called Mc, McPork. I mean, it's called Bon Me. McBomb. McBomb Me. I mean, that's the only saving Mc grace Bro. is that they could, you know, their big M could then just have like a, you know, McVille. You know, they have the McVille like, coming this is, out of this it. This is true. Oh, yeah, in, in Egypt, that's McDonald's good. has Mc, McFalafel. 
I'm sure they, they have a Mick Flaffle. You would have adapted to Marrickville. I mean, the, I think the problem with Marrickville, though, is you couldn't do a Happy Meal. It would have to replace the Happy Meal. Like, we, we might not be able to do a Happy Meal. We could maybe do eight sessions into a ten sessions mental health plan meal, but that's probably the closest <laughs> we're going to get. So maybe we do that. And you can't have little plastic gifts in the Happy Meal. No, You'd have no, to have no, something no. more ethical than that. I'd like a hug, I think, at this point. <laughs> I'd take a hug. From a, a bearded uh, Ronald. Uh, from, from Cold Drip specifically. Yes. He gives the best hugs, I hear. The, the, <laughs> the beards went down to the, the knees. Beard. And the men were worse. <laughs> That's the old joke at it. Uh, we have Beck Melrose, Tommy Dean and Jean Kitson. Who were the winners and losers of this week, Tommy? Look, uh, you know what I love the most is my winner of the week. And I just, there is nothing better, I think, in the world than an underdog story. Just somebody that has no chance and then suddenly pops up and just somehow storms to the front. It is just nothing is more, I think, the world's condition that really when that story comes Mm -hmm. true. So my winner of the week is President Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, what what a just out of nowhere, just to come from nothing and suddenly be the president of China. Re-elected today. Re-elected today up against some of the most strenuous competition po- <laughs> the politic world has ever seen. Just candidate after candidate after candidate. Uh, so much quality in that country. You would think that in billions of people, there's no surprise that so many people stood up yeah. to say, I'm just yeah, as good yeah. as you. Because there, there was that guy who could have stood up against him, but uh, unfortunately he seemed to be taken out of the meeting and <laughs> in front of everybody <laughs> and right. drawn to one side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Winner. Who's the, the loser? And we go back to it because I just can't stop. But Fox News, you just how can they carry on? How can Rupert Murdoch open up his eyeballs and carry on with his life, just <laughs> knowing that he is let loose the greatest liars in the world? He told the truth. He told the truth about and, lying. And you know what's amazing about it? That's what's going to be amazing. Is that America will say that Rupert is lying? He's lying. He, they're going to they're going to cling. But they're this is the cling. old mystery. If a liar tells the truth, do you know if they're lying? I or know not? they're going to cling yeah. the lie. They are going to cling, and I am mad at all of them. This is my dream. My dream television show is Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and 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 uh, I forget the guy's name. Who's the who's the other guy that got uh, Rex Kylie Kylie? Who was the old guy who used to want to punch know. in the I face? Know. I've never watched it. The other one that used to be there, but he got done for. Uh, third one. Anyway, let's just do Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson on the island stuck with nothing and just film them because yeah. you know that they'll eat each other within like three yeah. days. And they're going to be subjected to really high humidity, right? Really, really high humidity. <laughs> gonna, you'll know Tucker because he'll be the one with no, the boot hair. Massive hair. Massive hair. Beck Melrose, who were the winners and losers of this week? Obviously this week the winners are women. We had International Women's Day. Happy Oh, that too. I meant to say that. Oh, sorry. I meant to say that too. That's all right. We're all allies here, aren't we? I'll, I'll take no, it. No, I just think they're too late. They're too <laughs> late. They missed it. Sorry. It was International Women's Day, so women win. Uh, happy International Women's Day to all who observe. But that also brings me to my loser of the week, which was a company I heard about that decided to give all the women employees mental toughness training after they complained about having to organise their own cupcake breakfast. So I hope next year the cupcake is actually a fart. Good luck. <laughs> mm, they, they need to go and get a, a, a cake a, in the face. A, these, a, 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 what are we going to? Happy meal from McDonald's, but rebadged as a get tougher. Yeah, get tougher meal. meal. I don't really like yeah. that idea. <laughs> that must Wednesday. have been you know cool drip 
his previous job. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cold he's, soup he's... or something because that's a, like a he's, whoever said that. Whoever organised the mental toughness, he's a fossil and a twerp, right? Oh, absolutely. And a oh. brother of cool drip. Yeah. 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 Now winners and losers. Oh, losers are those people who are working for um, what's his name, Loose Cannon, and he's made it Atlassian. Oh yeah, Mike, who's, Mike yeah, Cannon, whatever. Yeah. yeah whose corporate <laughs> value is. Build with heart and balance, and it's about making, you know, hard right decisions with passion, empathy, and care. And they just fired five hundred people via email. Oh boy! And, yeah, yeah, but come on, the alternative, a- the alternative was to sell one of his fifteen-barrel homes. I know, terrible. Yeah. I mean, it was a tough decision, of course. A DTM by no, you know how much they email. don't like talking. Those- <laughs> <laughs> and the winners are anyone who was worried about Prince Harry. He's declining to narcissistic psychotic behaviour because they know now that there's nothing to worry about. He's just been on a simple acid trip for five years. So <laughs> What a relief. What a relief. Everyone can go, oh, that's okay, Harry. They'd keep eating those yeah, it's mushrooms. It's nice, though. Don't you think Lydia Thorpe is becoming the Prince Harry of Australia? I just offer that <laughs> passing observation as we come an end to, thank God, it's Friday. Please thank Beck Melrose, Tommy Dean and Jean Kitson. Go and see Jean at the Harold Park Hotel next Tuesday at 7.30. Get typing. Thanks. <laughs> I know. I'm really sweating. Thanks now. for My being part of it. Next week, Colin Buchanan, Tommy hard. Dean, and Mandy Nolan. Music from Mitch Tambo. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday! Merrickville wants fries with that. <laughs>